When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, listeners, it's that time of the year again, and we've got some exciting news to share with you. The Deeply Graphic Design team will be partnering once again with Adobe Max, the Creative Conference, November 4th through the 6th in Los Angeles, California. Designers from all over the world come to Max to learn from their design heroes, to hear the latest industry trends, and to get inspired to create their best work. Not only will we be there for live interviews and episodes, but the Adobe Max folks have given us a special discount for all the DGDC listeners. Use the promo code P19DGDC, that's P19DGDC, to receive your discounted rate. Stay tuned for more information on future episodes, and we can't wait to see you at Adobe Max. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikkel Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Welcome back, everybody. And if you're listening to the first time, welcome for the first time to the show. So, <laughs> and we've got There's a song in there somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we've got so many archived episodes. You know, if you ever want to go back, we've got we're coming up. This is like the 190th episode or something like that. But there's only 100 wow. in the feed. So it's a, just a limitation on iTunes or at least a limitation on my part of getting iTunes to work correctly for me. So um, <laughs> there's only 100 there. So if you want access to the previous 90 or so, you're just going to go to the deependdesign.com slash classics, and you're just going to kind of uh, pay with a tweet. Just tweet out the show, sp- spread the love forward, let people know about the show, and then you get access to like 90 hours of us. That's it's a blessing good. and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 90 right? hours. Yeah. I've had heard a few people saying they've been li- they listen uh, when they discover us now and they go back and they'll listen to five or six episodes in a row. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take a well, break every once in a while. I'm not saying this episode, this podcast is great for it, but I do love like on a long road trip or when I was moving cross oh, yeah. country. I listened to a ton of podcasts then. So I it's, know. I noticed, sometimes it's good to be. I notice a lot of people that have to deal with traffic. It's so much better. Do you? Do you? And I agree too that to listen to something that's more talk than music because it gets your mind off of like the bad traffic or whatever else. And next thing you know, you're there. It's kind of nice. Exactly. All right, cool. What are you guys up to? Anything good uh, this week? Anything good coming I'm, up for you? I'm in. Uh, I'm at. We just did a seminar yesterday. You know our friend Ryan Wheaton from Craft Beer Creative. Oh so, yeah. Uh, him and I did the really interesting thing. There's this huge craft beer summit in Long Beach today. And yesterday we got to um, – it was a four-month project. We each got paired up with a br- new brewery, and we took mm-hmm. them through the entire discovery process and everything else to brand them. And um, we pr- we presented it yesterday at the show and showed all of this, like, 
had a huge audience. It was fantastic. Um, so it was a really good opportunity to not to get like a new client, <laughs> but uh, nice. to um, get to present it and show how important everything. Like it's really all like the key things we talk about on our show and everything, which is really neat to kind of present. And you see a lot of people just going, oh, wow, there's strategy in beer. Okay, I get it. <laughs> of course awesome. there would be, right? Yeah. Nice. So it went, it went good. It went good. How Very good. Did Kel, anything any cool with you? Um, I'm just really buried. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds but fun. I'm good. I nice. feel you. That's uh. tough. Yeah. But well, it's a good it's a good feel. It's a good feeling. I won't even get into it. You know how it is, you guys. It's just yeah. sometimes yeah. crazy and yeah. yeah. Well, I think this show may help you out, Mikkel, cuz if if the scope is creeping up on you and it's getting too <laughs> far away from you, we've got the tips, right? So Perfect. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this this episode's for you. I just you. need to practice. I just need to practice what we preach. Exactly. More and more and more. Yep. That's the hardest part, right? Beto, yep. it makes it easier is Skillshare, baby. We love Skillshare. <laughs> <laughs> they are, you know, just such a great resource for whenever you want to teach yourself something new, whether it's dealing with clients, whether it's uh, time management skills or design skills or anything like that, that's going to get you, uh, you know, not buried. What's the opposite of buried? Standing on top of the pile. Ooh, that's where you want to yes. be. <laughs> with your with and, your hands like this. <laughs> exactly. Power pose. So Skillshare, I basically, if you... If you're unfamiliar, they're an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, designers, entrepreneurs. Uh, just basically, if you're curious, they're there for you. So you can take classes in anything from design, you know, graphic design, photography, UI, UX design, uh, any kind of freelancing skills, all that good stuff that makes your business work on, you know, on autopilot or just work better for you. Learn all the new skills you need to make more money in your career. So whether you're picking up a new skill for your day job, figuring out your next side project, or pursuing a long-time passion, Skillshare has classes for you. Um, I've basically taken, I've taken a bunch of classes here. Most notably, uh, I learned a lot of what I know about Facebook ads from Skillshare. So, you know, if you're ever, if you need to know anything like that to basically be able to add on extra services for your clients, yeah. Skillshare is a yeah. great place to go. Um, so join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners we've worked out so you can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash deep end. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash deep end to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash deep end. All right. So... A while back, were you with us, Nick? Last time we did our when we did our last episode on scope creep, uh, I believe so. Yeah, okay, I, I do remember it. It's a great topic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was like five years ago or something like that. So I uh, got to thinking, you know, since it's not on the feed anymore, and we've probably got some new thoughts on the on the yeah. subject since then. Uh, so we thought we'd revisit the subject of scope creep and why it's so dangerous and so insidious for any kind of a creative business. Yeah, especially when you're new, right? Like younger designers, newer designers tend to really fall into this trap. And by the way, I guess we should define for anyone who doesn't know what scope creep is. Basically, it's when you've got a, a an agreed upon scope of work. Let's say you're designing a logo, and then it all it just comes out from under you. 
and you start having to do re redesign after redesign after redesign, and it never feels like it's ending. That is scope creep. Or if you're doing a website, you know, and you're you've decided on ten pages, these specific ten pages, and then the the client comes back to you and says, you know what, I feel like we need this page and this page too, and then you just do it and don't charge yeah. more for it. It's that scope creeping up on you. So uh, we've got some tips here that we'll go through that will hopefully right. stop it in its tracks before it ever happens, as well as we'll talk about a few ways, you know, maybe we can kind of get on top of it once we're already fallen prey to it. Because yeah. sometimes it happens and you don't even know it, right? Oh, that's why they call it creep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you, you, you're you a week into it and you don't even realize it, you know? Um, yeah. Because it could be done very nicely and very like undercover. And so mm-hmm. you got to be, it's almost like keeping your eyes open a little bit more. Hopefully these tips will kind of give people that, that advantage. Cause I know it's still, it still happens to me all the time. Yeah. All and the I'm, time. I've got a client right now who's great. I like him a lot, but I feel like those little, in, those little kind of seedlings are starting to, come up and like the way he'll kind of phrase certain things in our weekly check-ins like yeah, yeah what do you think about this about this page we probably need that page right and i'm like nope <laughs> that's not in yeah. or like possibly but it's gonna you know a lot of people will just a people pleaser would just say yeah sounds good let's add it and then yeah. charge more yeah. so <laughs> anyway so the first tip here i've got is uh just to create a well-defined scope of work from the beginning so Basically, it's super important to set expectations at the beginning of the project and identify and you know define exactly what is included and what's not included, right? Um, so you uh-huh. basically want to, and you this can't be just on a napkin or in your head. This has got to be in the agreement that's signed off on. So yeah. the way I do things is we do basically the proposal, um, which lists out and of course with me i'm talking web design here um it'll basically have a list of all the pages that i recommend including and by that i mean these are the page and then there's a price list after that of what i charge and that is these that is for these pages that is for this Mm -hmm. scope of work everything's listed out that way if the client ever comes back to me later and says hey wes what about adding this page and this page all i really have to say is fine and we can reopen that agreement and that scope of work but what we've agreed upon here are those pages right there the you know i'm pointing to now yeah and if you want to open it up can i pull out your wallet too because it's gonna it's gonna cost you yeah right so yeah exactly um, yeah and things you want to definitely talk about here are you know deliverables timelines milestones um, and just all the responsibilities that you're responsible for and your client are responsible for. Um, cause another thing, another way this can go sideways is let's say, you know, for a lot of my web projects, I basically also include, I recommend my clients develop a lead magnet that we kind of yeah. taught, we, we, uh, make a page for on the site and we talk about on the site in many places so they can build their email list. But I'm very careful in that agreement to say that they are responsible for developing that lead magnet. I will Good. put together the page where that's kind of advertised on the site, but it's up to them. So imagine the confusion that would come up if that wasn't defined. And I say, of this course. is going to be a $10,000 project. And when, you know, I recommend a lead magnet and they think, oh, but wait, Wes, you recommended a lead magnet. 
we assumed you were making that. So you got to right. say who's responsible for what. Yeah. Um, you know, and just collaboration is key. You got to get that clear plan of action. It's going to help you meet yeah. um, the, that project goal. So, um, and the other thing too, what I always recommend, it's coming up less for me now because my ideal client has gone a little less from that kind of larger company with a mm-hmm. whole boardroom full of people. I just couldn't yeah. deal with that anymore to kind of more, you know, smaller businesses. Uh, but when you have that kind of boardroom of people, which God, this has come up for me so much in the past where the stakeholders aren't all there and mm-hmm. all the people that are uh-huh. going to be chiming right. in, you know, Peggy from accounting again, she's going to be chiming <laughs> in, but she's not here in the beginning. So you need to get everyone's um, input yeah. up front, right. And make yeah. sure they're all signed yeah. up on it. So that's great. Yeah, that's my and first Which is being... tricky because it's nice to have that one designated point of contact to simplify things all the same. However, it's crucial to have that collaborative understanding at the forefront, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And how you yeah, balance you need it both. Is, is, very, is very crazy, too, because a lot of times you do want, like, we've talked about the advantage of knowing the other people on the team and having great relationships with them, too. Mm-hmm. But you don't mm-hmm. want them to creep in and be, like, dropping you information in a single email that no one else is on and now your point person mm-hmm. wasn't a part of it. So like we have to be mm-hmm. a bit a bit of a, you know, the juggler mm-hmm. on that to make sure it doesn't happen. But one thing I was going to mention too is making sure in your agreement uh you do mention this idea that this is only for what is shown in the proposal, what we've uh detailed out mm-hmm. as our scope of work and any additional above and beyond this will be extra cost that we can determine mm-hmm. at that time. So like I always have it in there. It's in like page 1 now because it's just yeah. I wasn't being that clear on that. And I think we do have to, yeah. again, educate them every time, especially a new person, yeah. if if they've never dealt with anybody in our industry. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's Yeah, that's I always use the phrasing, have to, we will need to revisit scope and or cost. Exactly. I always phrase it that way. That way it's not too generic, but that way you're pinpointing that mm-hmm. I, I, have, I have the – um, the ability, the ability, and you, you need to open the windows for me in case X, Y, and Z happen. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So you're kind of saying like, if you determine the scope needs to be broadened, right? Like not because that can happen too. Sometimes it's not the client sure. that does it. And this happens, I think a lot with um, newer designers too, um, probably more than other people where you kind of, you get ideas, <laughs> halfway through, you know, like, or, yeah, right, exactly. Or the client sees progress from round one, and maybe there's a a collection of deliverables as a part of a parent deliverable. And so they like the progress of portions one and two, and they're like, Ooh, let's add six and seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so there's benefits to sharing (laughs) progress in the beginning. And there's also not because more can be tacked on. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right, cool. What do you got for us, Mikkel? All right, so, yeah, yeah. So next is um, just to ensure that you've got a backup plan in the works um, yeah. with your scope. And, you know, this just provides that protection you need. And I think it's really important to actually mention, I mean, I know for you, Wes, you guys run on digital and, and web-related 
scopes so heavily. However, oftentimes with packaging and or print deliverables, you don't necessarily have the 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 time to leverage. Okay, if this this content's really late, we need to move the print deliverable time frame as well because oftentimes for us, client need, needs to have this material you're creating in hand for a flight overseas for a, for a huge event. Yeah. And there's no there's no room for wiggle. So then then that's your chance to up the ante on cost. You you <laughs> yeah. really put me at a bottleneck here. I mean, I'm not I yeah. I'm, it's kind of it's kind of giggle worthy, but it's actually not. I'm being totally serious. You you can have for any print projects of sorts in your contractual terms up front. This is a very, you know, this is a very strict timeline that we're on um given the print deliverables in scope. So if you're late at getting content, this is what this is the percentage yeah. that, that kicks up. Yeah. And I have no problem it. noting that 10 or 15% in the in the overall cost because that really cranks <laughs> 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 it up. Yeah, those are things you know, because that I then never they know to take then they know to take you seriously, by the way. But um but anyhow, this backup this backup in place is really is really great just because, you know, the in the real world projects don't necessarily you know, you don't see projects from very beginning to the end without those hurdles. So as a part of that initial prep, you define a process for addressing, you know, scope creep potential. And you can talk about who's going to be responsible for approving and all the overview changes, how many rounds, how long, you know, those those time timelines need to be extended for and then absolutely the cost associated with everything mm -hmm. so definitely yeah it's just That's it's just nice to, just to discuss this at the very beginning so that they know to avoid anything that might that might you know take take you off rail and then yeah. it helps it helps alleviate those conversations that become awkward down the line and they, they just become a little bit more appreciative and respectful of the time that you need. So yeah, it just keeps and everything in check. They will definitely appreciate you being proactive and kind of taking um, more of a project manager role than just yes. know, quote, just a design role. The design. You know? yeah. 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 Or vendor even, you know, yeah, exactly. that's really important. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. So next up, once you have done all that, you want to make sure you're holding a great project kickoff meeting. Um, I like to, I've been really pushing to do these more live when I can, uh, when they're local. If they're not, obviously it's something to do with schedule a phone call, make sure you have all the stakeholders involved, but you want to plan, put this plan in place, start with this kickoff meeting, and it allows you to get all of the project stakeholders together for one last review before you actually like ignite and make the project begin. And during the meeting, I think a few things you can think of are you want to make sure you're reviewing all the roles uh, on your side and on their side. I think particularly sometimes more so on their side to make sure this is where I do define who is that, who is that point person that will be in charge of 
uh, you know, bringing all of the team on their side together with a common uh, reply when it comes time to it. You know, um, you want to make sure you're looking at accountability. Um, a big part, too, is your project milestones. And uh, in my latest uh, re revamp of the contract and agreement, it's now close to 25 pages, I think. It's one, of, <laughs> it's one of these. It's like the master of all. Like I've been waiting forever to finally use it, and I've used it now three times. But I have a very uh, strong project milestone chart in the middle, and I've never really done that before. I, I think I was almost like afraid to be too um, – uh, too prepared in that thing because the it always has a flexibility in timing and in schedule. But what this has done is it's really made myself and the client check in all the time. We are more aware of the project status, which is really, really good. And so it's keeping me up to date. So when I know that they're two days behind on something that they owe me, I'm, I'm much more proactive in getting a response out to them and saying, hey, you know, otherwise we are dropping everything here and we're off the schedule and that would be yeah. something we yeah. have to look at to review. So you yeah. want to lead the meeting. You definitely want to lead this meeting, spend some time, you know, gathering information, compile up everything beforehand, be very prepared. I think it's smart to, if you are live, to have that one document, if you can bind it all together and print out a copy for each person, I think that's fantastic or share it online if you are doing it via Skype or whatever. Um, but those relevant documents are so crucial because you're talking about everything again. You're talking about budget, schedule, client-provided materials, right? And it's such a good, good opportunity to get everything clear and out there in the open. One thing I've also mentioned, too, to them at this stage is it's almost like educate them that what they're paying for, yes, it's your talent and it's your uh, experience and the value you're going to give them, but you're basing it off of time. So if time is added, so is the, the 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 scope you know so is the budget yeah. and it's really it's interesting i had a great conversation with my students always ask about these questions and we were talking about the other night and i said it's just think of it that way let them know for sure that it's your time that you're charging for you know you're blocking time out in your schedule to work for this and and you could have been doing something else if this fell through so it's time make sure you're doing that and then make sure you're recording any good decisions, any good info during that meeting, record it, write it down. Because again, you'll now use that in your next few phases down the road. So making mm -hmm. sure that's a really good kickoff meeting. Uh, I've been really diligent on it and I see a huge difference now that I've been making sure that this is a, a, a crucial part and we, we treat it that way. Yeah. And I think one of, the, one of the best things I like to use the kickoff meeting for too is to introduce the way we're going to stay in contact Ah, there you know, you which go. I think yeah. is because like, and I know I've talked about this before. And I think you guys do things a little bit differently if I remember, but um, I basically introduce them to Basecamp. You know, this yep. could be Asana or whatever mm -hmm. you do. And I say, this is where mm -hmm. all communication will happen except for our weekly check-in, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but this is how we're going to all, we're going to keep everything together in one place, keeps everyone accountable, keeps everything moving along nicely versus yeah. what you were talking about earlier, Nick, about how, especially if there's a lot of people on their side, you get these mm -hmm. random scattered emails from, from all sides, you know, and that gets taken care of pretty well when you go through a program like this where everything's kind of visible. Oh yeah. Cause a lot of yeah. times when people are sending those like side emails, they mm -hmm. think they're doing it like on the sly, like they're kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't, you know, don't tell John, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I kind of have this, 
this idea kind of thing. So I like using a project management tool like that. It just keeps it easier for me. Uh, but anyway, and, and that brings me to my next point here, which is maintaining active communication. Um, it's a great way to um, never let anything get too far off track. So what I've started doing, and once I've started doing it, I've noticed such a difference in how my projects run. Because before the old way would have been, you get you have the kickoff meeting, and then I would kind of just go dark. Like I would just go into like mole mode for a few <laughs> months and do everything until it was time for like a, a phase check-in or basic something. But what I do now yeah. are these weekly sync meetings for like 10, 15 minutes is really all it is. You know, and it's the same time, same day every week. Sometimes they'll get changed. People, things come up. But for mm-hmm. the most part, what I do is I, I let them know the expectation is let's choose a time that works for both of us every single week, same day, you know, same bat time, same bat channel. And that way, what we do is we basically we get on the phone every week. I go over what we're doing, mm-hmm. what's accomplished, what I'm waiting on from them. You know, and that yeah. then if they start having other ideas that would kind of add to scope creep, I kind of, you know, whack a mole them down or not. And I don't just turn them down, but I basically address it head on saying, OK, we can do that, but it's more money or and then they then they usually just say, oh, OK, never mind. Let's just keep. Yeah. Going. <laughs> yeah. So that way, every every week they just kind of keep um, just keep everything on track and keeping like kind of the, the dragons at bay, so to speak, like, mm-hmm. you know, on a weekly basis. I, I find that very helpful. It's what also interesting because I, I, I was going to say to your point, uh, any, any element of your scope is, um, uh, was it, uh, like I was trying to figure out the best way to say it. It's vulnerable. Any any part of it is vulnerable. Not just at the very end where they want to just add more work, but any section of that scope of work can be at risk of being creeped. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like you're saying, if you're looking at them all all the time and more on a weekly basis, chances are it's not going to happen. And um, because I'm seeing how vulnerable every little step is, even the amount of concepts you promised. So if you promised four, make sure it's clear in there. Because if they write back and say, "Oh, we'd love to see more options," it's like, well. You can, but let's go back to the, you know, so every one of those pieces is at risk of being a little bit messed up by the client. So I like your idea of kind of checking in weekly, making yeah. sure there's no, no surprises. And being added to, because I think what happens when you don't have these weekly meetings, the client mm-hmm. ends up kind of twiddling their thumbs almost for a while, like mm-hmm. waiting. And then, <laughs> and then that gives them a lot of time to start brainstorming and daydreaming of what else can I add to this? Right. You know? Exactly. Right. As opposed to when we do the weekly check-ins and they've got their to-dos, you know, within Basecamp or whatever, they're too yeah. busy trying to work through their little punch list. And kind of the last thing they want actually is to start adding more stuff to it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yep. So it kind of ends up oh, working yeah. out pretty well. Good. Mikkel? All right. So next up is just being okay with saying the word no. It, if, if push comes to shove and this is not, let's just be honest, this is not comfortable for most of us. So, um, again, announcing this really ensures that they understand you're extremely serious about limitations and any parameters that, that, um, are associated with the project. 
Um, and you know what, for us actually, I mean, I've, I've mentioned to you guys before that I've, I'm blessed with some amazing support for MKM design and I have to be able to manage that and put my foot down to protect my team members. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that is a win-win situ- scenario so that your support individuals know that you're protecting them. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, that's all a part of this management. Um, you just need to get your case clearly presented so that he or she, you know, understand the best way to move forward and you know if if they're set on making specific changes you can you know cons- you can consider you know getting all the requests into a separate project um that you can be- begin once the one that you're working on is completely over and i i actually had to do this earlier you know you don't have proper imagery for this round, um, keep in mind for the next event, we're, we're happy to throw that in for you, but you, you need to understand your plan B to provide me with, given that we're not going to hit the time frame needed here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And the bringing up a phase two is a really powerful way as well of kind of handling this. It is. It's happened to me. Yeah. It's happened to me several times, particularly when you talk about websites, um, where, I, mm-hmm. I can remember one, probably about mm-hmm. six months ago, who had all these, all these ideas, and he he was just one of these people very excited about his business, you know, and he had all these extra ideas as we go in, and I'm just just like, you know, this is what this would be much better for a phase two. Let's just launch. Good for you. You know, let's launch this yeah. thing because that yeah. is going to just delay your launch completely. So let's get up yeah. and running, and then if you still want that, now we can talk about a phase two, like a separate project yes. will open up. And then that, that, that's great because then it gets them thinking about just tabling that thought for a moment, because oftentimes a lot of these ideas are just wanting to act really quickly on just yeah. an Knee-jerk aha. reactions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Rather than taking the time to really make a study for what will, how will this benefit their business? And you know, those, those, um, you know, really positive ideas that they, mm-hmm. they have, you know, cause oftentimes, you know, this is the real world too. We're all human. We ha- we need a little bit of time to process an idea and then we may back out of it. It's like, Ooh, I, that was now that I've given it some thought. I don't, I don't know that I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely the, the more excited they are about the idea, <laughs> the more likely that is to kind it can of be an indicator. It totally oh, it's such a good, it's such a good feeling when you propose that phase two and they're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so true. yeah, you're, you're so right. Let's, let's do that. I went off, yeah. I went off the rails. You're like, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll discuss this. That. We'll discuss it after we're done. And then they never discuss yeah. it again, you know? Right. I find, I find and from that, even... you can get really good sense for their personality. Oh, totally. How, how... Yeah. Which can be really so good true. Reason. So people are just like, kind are they of gonna like, be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That was good. That. I've had such. I've had a lot of good luck with phase two. And then it's made me even at the beginning talk more in phases. Like even when you're putting the scope yes. of work together, like, hey, do you do you agree that maybe we should be launching this in phases? And what can we do for phase one? And of course, they it's creeps. And then you can always say, hey, phase two, everyone's happy. So I yeah. Love it. And then it just All gets right. automatically rolled into that next phase, which is a exactly. whole new scope of work, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. Ka-ching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All Repeat right. business, so, baby. 
once you're up and running with that and you've gotten kind of comfortable in saying no, I think that's the best power. I love how you said it too, uh, Mikel, when you have other people involved, it's, I think it's easier to say no because you're basically protecting your team because um, it's not just you anymore. But you want to make sure at this point that you're keeping your options open. It's really important. When a client approaches you with these additional requests, you can always remind them of what the original scope and the work that you started with was, and then present them a few options. If, you, if it's as simple as that, you're just kind of coming back with now a solution to what is kind of like their dilemma. And you can either add on to this request by adding on the additional work and the expenses, showing them like draw a line, like here's what we had agreed on. If you don't, if you didn't, you don't remember, let me just show you what we had. Here's the new stuff. Mm -hmm. Or you mm -hmm. can proceed with just the agreed upon scope of work that you did. So either way, it's a simple choice for them and you won't get paying for that uh, doing extra work and extra time without the compensation. So just yeah. making sure you've got that is really, really smart. And uh, you know, being as detailed as I think we all are in our, in our scopes and putting that together in our estimates and proposals, I I'm really happy that we've spent a lot of time talking about doing very detailed proposals because for me, it makes it so much easier because there's, there is no question you, you go through every step, and show them your value and why you're charging your rates. And that entail, when this happens, mm -hmm. it shows everything you're doing. And it's like they mm -hmm. will, they can't question that. So it can really create like this, sometimes that stressful work environment and take all the fun of like what you love doing here. But if you take the, the time and develop it really well and put together your projects, these backup plans and things that are secondary options will really kind of help you get through it. And I've, it's happened for me. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time someone, um, you know, what, what are they going to say? You know, no, do more work for me free. Like, as long as you're presenting mm -hmm. it right, they're going to be like, ah, yes, okay, let's talk about it. Either phase two or add on to the current. I think those are, maybe it's a th third option here, is that phase two or developing it after you've finished it rather than adding. Um, so there's a lot of different ways you can do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And this is kind of like what you said, Mikel, saying no can be tough for a lot of people. So this is kind uh -huh. of your way. This is almost like a it's way out of sidestepping the, the no. You're, you're not saying right, no. Right. You're saying, you know, if, uh, if you really want this, I recommend we do phase two. Yeah. But if you really want it, we can talk about it. Yep. And it'll probably, right. you know, we'll just have to talk about extra money at that point. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right, cool. It's great. Well, Perfect. Do you guys have anything else to add about scope creep? Any stories or anything? Uh, anything to add before we get oh, to the wow. listener question? Uh, not too much. If I, I, I can't, it's maybe it's a good thing that we can't think of any yeah. two recent <laughs> horror stories with this. Um, but it, it's you know it's still something we have to pay attention Learn to because from. it can happen. Yeah, it can happen, yeah. and it's it's probably. It, I'm getting very close to it in two or three projects right now, but I know I've done my, my preliminary stuff. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we won't have to have an uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation. If yeah, we do, nice. we're going it. through a massive rush right now. And yeah. yeah, I'm the timing of this is really kind of funny, but you have, you have to protect yourself and put your foot down. Don't let people bend you over. It's just not fair. Yeah. It, sometimes money isn't even this, the resolution. I mean, with all due respect, you you need to know when you can, when you can be pushed and shoved and how yeah. how far. Yeah, for sure, dude. Do you ever get into in. a point, Mikkel? You were just mentioning too, like when you're in a, when a, a project heats up and it becomes super fast and it's like 
days away from being finished. Do you ever find that this creep can come in almost like very quick and natural, uh, naturally because you didn't see it, but maybe it's worth taking those notes of anything you're doing extra and beyond at a certain time. So you can go back to the client and say, Hey, just wanted to mention the this next time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like That's I think really when you're point. in that phase, um, I've already, I've already had these like internal conversations that I've jump started in my head before I go to bed at night. Just there's no time to address this right now, but afterward that here's what I, here's what oh, they're yeah. going to hear from my lips because <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To and and then you know you're a little worked up and things are heated, you know. But after things calm down, you can be calm, collected, professional, and verbalize. You know, this is how this last project really would have run run smoother. Great. Yep. Um, yeah. And then you you know instead of doing the point finger when really it is essentially that, but to try to make it a little bit more even keeled so that you're speaking from the we perspective by and large. Got it. Yeah. Um. What happened? What's happening? Um. Right now, to be a little bit more specific, is that there's these two companies that collaborate together quite a lot. So you can guess from that there's way too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> and so each company benefits one another. And so they're coming to us for you know, deliverables for this event and deliverables overseas for this event. And they're both racing to, well, we want her, uh, their hands on our material first even though they're collaborating in quotes oh, wow. so it's a little bit of this war battle in the interim of just trying to get material out the door so it's just been really yeah every, proje every project's uniquely different and so totally the more, the more flexible you are with these rules or like a little bit more aware yeah man i'm glad you've identified that because it can help you kind of make sure you're not getting taken advantage of and not to expect this beautiful polished shit when things are so mm -hmm. crazy rushed you can get it on their desk and in front of them and and in in the interim mention time and again that you know had we had more time this could this would absolutely look better and i'm happy to show you the difference when at next at next project phase I have more yep. time. You will see the distinction. Mm -hmm. Good idea. Um, which is uh, tough yeah. because you're trying to pitch your business and the, you know, quality and the value that you bring to the table with all the these visuals. But sometimes you can't afford that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. true because they ask for it in it. record time. Yeah. 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 If you don't have time to do it, then. Well, it's that Venn diagram of like uh, good, yep. fast, <laughs> the and cheap or whatever. Yeah. The triangle. Pick, pick two, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot have all three. <laughs> Good. But you know what does give you everything and more <laughs> is FreshBooks. <laughs> Absolutely. They give you the really easy to use cloud accounting software that's going to help you work smarter, get organized, and get you paid quickly. So we love FreshBooks. We've been using them since, you know, damn, I, I've been oh using God. them for the past five years. And I can't, uh, yeah, I I can't imagine going back yeah. to the other way. So Basically, they allow you to create these really professional-looking invoices, and you, you know you can get it set up with Stripe and all these, and or PayPal, all these different things that basically let people pay you online or with a check, mm -hmm. whatever. But it makes you look like the professional business that you are, uh, and you don't have to kind of think of random invoice numbers. I remember back when I used to do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Can't start making with them one. look so official. 
Exactly. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, I think 368 looks pretty damn official. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start there. But they've got, like, all these great features. They've got a great app that you keep track of all your receipts. So for tax time, everything's right there. They've got the automated late payment reminders, which I love. Because while most people pay you uh, pretty quickly with FreshBooks, you'll get those bad Apple clients every now and then who don't. And guess who steps yep. in on your behalf? FreshBooks does. They give you... they. They let you avoid having that awkward talk with your client about past due payments because they automate the the reminders so you can spend less time chasing those payments and more time working that creative magic of yours. So, um, and the support is great. We love the support. Uh, so to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. Once again, 30 days free. Just go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. All right. Great. So we've got a brand new listener question. And I think this one's going to be mostly for Mikkel. Unless you can awesome. chime in, Nick. I cannot. Uh, but I'll read yeah, the question. Yeah, not too much. Yeah. So uh, it says, this one's from Danny. And he says, my question is, some of you mentioned that you've gotten business from LinkedIn ProFinder. I wanted to know what was the key to your success in getting business there. Um, I've submitted several several proposals, but I've not gotten any business from it yet. Mikkel, what are your thoughts? ProFinder. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, hang in there. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, advice from Mikkel. Uh, no, in, in, all, in all fairness, sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes you don't hear anything. Um, One thing that I have noticed is that oftentimes this is related to how active you are on LinkedIn. If they're seeing recommendations coming through for your business, if they're seeing that you're posting stuff about progress with a particular project or a handful of them, um, these companies, these potential companies that you can support really like to see that. and that's, you know, of course, assuming that we've got all the time in the world to make updates there. I don't. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a tough one. So um, in that regard, you've just got to use your best um, template system to pitch your company and portfolio items relative to what they're requesting. Um, the more really super applicable projects that you've had in either in the works currently or formerly that are um, completely related to what they're, what they're request, the type of work that they're, they're needing, the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And there is no place with the LinkedIn ProFinder system where you can attach works. So what I have done is I have um, put shared um, cloud links that they can pull up. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the other caveat to this is that those active hyperlinks don't show up as hyperlinks in the proposals LinkedIn um, ProFinder system. You have to uh, assume that they know to take that long URL path and put it in a web oh, browser. Oh, wow. They have to copy paste it. <laughs> yeah, which sucks okay. for people that – for people that – I mean – some people see that and they're like, no, I'm not going to bother. It's amazing how lazy people are. They want to be able to li- um, click on something straight away. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, you know what? If you're paying the the yearly fee to be a part of the LinkedIn ProFinder system, that's great. I mean, you maybe you only get one or two beneficial, you know, w- worth the while gigs through the system in a in a 12-month 
span of time. And that's okay because if it's an ongoing relationship, it be, it way beats the from you know the money that you're earning for those projects as income for your services versus the annual fee to yeah. be a part of the, How much you know, is the fee? Finder. I don't remember. Okay. Was is it 90 is it like 99 a year? I, I was going to guess 100. Like for premium yeah. like for premium. That sounds yeah. Familiar. Sounds about right. I think that's where I, yeah, you know, I, my only experience has been that everything I've ever even like remotely tried to pitch to or answer a call, I found it was, it was price, price, price. It was literally like real. Oh, really? That's your price. Mm. Can you do anything cheaper? I was like, cause I, because I did not get the right way to present. Cause I'm, I'm kind of surprised LinkedIn makes it difficult to propose something better um with the linkage yeah. and all that other stuff like it's that's a little lame i know so i just found should, that everybody was their only concern was price and i think it was just a matter of like going um and everyone's felt i hate to say it everyone felt more like uh, a person who had a little side hustle and needed a logo for that business and it really didn't feel like anything too legit yeah, Pete, that's another thing. I, yeah. I think that what you're mentioning is really relative to the advice of be selective. Uh-huh. Don't just go after everything. I mean, just wait until the proper gig comes around because that's really up your, your alley. Because yeah. oftentimes, I'm, let's just be honest. There are some these douchebags that own these ridiculous businesses that are posting that they need assistance with a logo that they have in mind. They've got it all designed. Oh, yes, of course. Right? And they'll They've tell you that. already got the cupcakes like, on the napkin. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, I just need somebody to digitally render render this. And you know, yeah. if they're if they're at the forefront sh- sh- um, communicating such, then you know that they're those guys or gals that would love to be behind your shoulder and tell you where to move your fucking oh, mouse. Oh, I had yeah. a no I had one. Yeah. I had one that literally wanted to come and li- he said, like, look over your shoulder while you're designing it. And we oh, were like, <gasps> it was literally slogans on a t-shirt and we just kind of laughed. And oh, then God. the weird thing was, is three other friends were contacted with the same exact huh. uh, pitch and everything because they replied, I guess, on on some other stuff. But that's uh-uh. what you're going to, that's what nice. I found. And you know what? I'd rather be more engaged on LinkedIn, put more of your stuff out there on your feed and let people find you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where the yeah. true value yeah. I have found with LinkedIn is they look at you and go, yeah. oh, he's, a, he's an expert in that field of what he's trying to say. He's repetitively talking. There's good content. Like, let them find you that way. Yeah. Yes. I, that's 10 times better. Yeah. Write a blog post every totally. week or whatever, and then mm-hmm. link to it there, put it up on LinkedIn. That's, yeah, that's great advice. Good. Just let them see you as as the expert, and then yeah. you can kind of get around that just price discussion right. that yeah. people seem to be, seem to be fixated on. So, all right, hopefully that was helpful to you, Danny, and keep sending in those listener questions to yeah, questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Um, all right, cool. I think this is a – hopefully this is going to be helpful for a lot of people who may already be uh, experiencing the old creepers – Breathing oh, down their yeah. necks. So, and for you as well, Mikkel, hopefully <laughs> take some of this advice and get out of, get out of there. Yeah, right. no, thank you. I, I appreciated this. It was kind of a quick yeah. one, but I liked this. Yeah. I liked this roundtable discussion this, this time a lot. I don't never dislike them, but it's, it's always fun when you can, <laughs> when you can apply current day stuff oh, yeah. to the conversation. The yeah. catharsis is real. And as the kids say, <laughs> yes. they don't say that. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway. 
With that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. Thank <laughs> you.